Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. And welcome in to the newest episode of the Topic Thunder podcast. I am your host, Dylan Huntzinger at Thunder Chats. And I am joined by a certain Matt Tierney at Prime Nerlands. We won't give him the Nader crap. Tierney, how you doing? Well, you know, this was a fine day to be a Thunder fan. The preseason dynasty continues. We are 2-0 on the preseason, but... We unfortunately did not get any Steven Adams three-pointers, not even an attempt from three-point range, so I'm a little bummed about that. Otherwise, doing pretty swell. Hey, and that, that is all understandable. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually going to get a lot into uh, Adams three-point shooting as well as the team's three-point shooting. Um, but first of all, I buried the lead. The Thunder played a basketball game today, four quarters of basketball. They were victorious in All that of them. against the New Zealand Breakers, which I believe is the team that's been trying to get Stephen Adams to play for them. Is that right? Yeah, they're they're actually like the Golden State Warriors of uh, New Zealand. <clears throat> they're they're pretty good. Yeah, they you know there was a lot of hype coming into this game for many different reasons, but the Thunder were able to walk away victoriously, convincingly, 110 to 84. And before we say anything else about the game, it's time to hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. So, the first quarter of this game um, started off a little slow, honestly. Um, Baisley, I think, missed three threes in the first quarter. Shea missed a couple threes. Um, It was very clear early on shots were not going to fall, and we were not going to beat this team by shooting the three ball. (coughs) Um, The big thing in the first quarter is we went to our steady anchor, the big Kiwi himself, the New Zealander himself, Stephen Adams, who actually finished the quarter with 10 points and 9 rebounds. And then after that, going into the second quarter, catastrophe struck. Not on the basketball court, but in the Huntsinger homestead. When my two-year-old child 
woke up <laughs> screaming, crying. Me and my wife go upstairs. There's projectile vomit all over the bedroom. As we walk in, he's still vomiting. We carry him into the hallway, he's still vomiting. Carry him to the bathroom, still vomiting. So I missed a very big portion of the second quarter. So, Tyranny, how would you sum up the second quarter? Well, of all the quarters for your child to puke in, it was probably the worst one because this was the most satisfying in terms of being a Thunder fan because... That gone at AJ. Yeah, he it really would have... If he would have just waited a little longer for the third or fourth <laughs> quarter when things were not as exciting, that would have been real helpful, but, you know... Vomit comes when vomit comes, so you can't really control Absolutely. that. Uh, but it was it was basically the quarter where we just completely uh, took over. We were already ahead by quite a bit after the first. I think it was something like in the 12 to 15 point lead range, uh, but it, it just expanded even more at that point. Uh, and I think we were up like 50 they're 64 to 35 at the end of the half so it was some some ridiculous amount um so most of our lead expansion came in that quarter we were only one for eight from uh the three-point range in the first quarter and only two of six in this the second which is a little bit better but fortunately the breakers could not really shoot much either they only shot nine of 28 from the field and four of 14 from uh three after the first half so it was more or less their lack of shooting than our efficient efficiency in shooting but we still got the job done and a couple of things i noticed from a little bit of the late first quarter and early second was one um chris paul is good so we can we can check that off the list chris paul is a good player he is very good. Uh, he was throwing out some vet moves out there that that I was I was happy to see, even though I'm not a huge fan of his. I was like, all right, I can I can dig this. Um, secondly, is that Baisley is his he his potential is makes me so excited just because of a. He's got range. He didn't make a lot of threes, but he ended up making one, I think, in the second quarter, which came off of a really nice play um, where Chris Paul basically stole the inbound pass right after a, another Thunder bucket by SGA. Um, yeah. So that whole sequence was really cool to see, especially the ending with Baisley making that three to show that he has range, but he's also super long and super athletic and could really just muscle his way um into some rebounds which i guess you know it's not exactly nba level players out there but you know it's it's still one of the better new zealand teams so it's as close as it gets um so i really love the two of them and then a little preview into the second half sga just went uh, he was just looking so smooth making so many crafty moves and like snaking his way around the court not in the same way kd snakes around but in in the way that you know a basketball player should snake on the court um all of that combined was some of the few things that i saw from this game that i was like the future is looking so bright and i cannot wait to to get through this season and then the years after that when all of these players start to to grow and become actual stars 
actual you know role players nba players whatever role they want to have all of that is going to be so exciting <clears throat> absolutely and uh, actually that sequence that you was talking about was actually when i was after we got everything cleaned up we got him cleaned up we got him in bed that's when i was able to come down and kind of rejoin the game oh nice uh, yeah shay came in he made that tough basket and then chris paul uh, you know stole the ball and they worked it over to Baisley who shot shot it from that corner that he had already missed like three or four times he is confident but yeah he drained it he drained it yeah so. i think to me that was my favorite play of the game not just because of the, <clears throat> the the sequence but the fact that mm -hmm. it, it involved our two uh you know players that we are expecting to have some high potential in sga and Baisley. yeah the young cornerstones mm -hmm. exactly absolutely yeah and um yeah, and I think that actually put the Thunder up like 31 at that point. Like it was, the Breakers responded with a basket after that, but like on that sequence, I think there was like two minutes left in the game or in the half, and yeah, it put us up 31. So we was in full control at that point. It was a bloodbath from here on out. <clears throat> so if you look at the third quarter, um, it, it was really weird. <laughs> so basically, opened it up with a three to start the half. Adams got a couple easy bucket, tried off the bat, and then Billy was like, all right, he literally took him out, shook his hand, and said, good game. <laughs> and, and Adams was like, that's it? All right. I'm done? Uh, Chris Paul got fouled in a three-point shot. Uh, he made two of the three, and then he sat down, and he was done for the game. So, <clears throat> Shea went to work. He scored 12 of his um, 18 points. In the third quarter, and he did it a variety of ways, just getting, you know, a bunch of different ways, getting to the rim, finishing with his left, finishing with his right, finishing in traffic, making a move to where he's wide open, um, getting fouled, sinking his free throws. Uh, he didn't miss a free throw. No, yeah, nope. he shot six, six for six from the free throw nope. line. Yeah, <clears throat> so that was really encouraging to see. Just watch Shea go in takeover mode. And then an unlikely name who was right alongside him, who scored all of our buckets in the third after Chris Paul went out, except for a Hamadou Diallo dunk, in which he got a steal and dunked it. Um, not not a steal, sorry. He crowded an offensive rebound. Ooh. Was Mike Muscala. The Moose. Moose hit a three. Uh, he had a couple, or he had like a layup at the basket, and he hit a couple foul shots. Um, in that sequence alongside Shea Gildas Alexander. So that was literally our offense for most of the third quarter. I think I think friend of the pod, Andrew Schlecht, was probably fuming at the at the idea of Mike Muscala being our entire offense, knowing his, uh, <laughs> his opinion of him. Uh, absolutely, man. I mean, just imagine Shea and Moose, like, being our focal point for, like, stretches against teams like sounds that just sounds the warriors of the rockets sounds that sounds disgusting i feel dirty saying yeah, that's too gross um but actually talking about diallo for a second you know like i said he got that offensive rebound and then he followed it up with a dunk just using his athleticism uh, his first shot of the game was a corner three in which just went in and out and then after that, he made his next six baskets 
all around the rim. Uh, Dennis actually lobbed him, uh, had a lob where Hami was wide open cutting to the basket. And he just, he put it too close to the rim. Hami couldn't finish it, but he was able to corral it and make it. Yeah. He had a variety of plays right at the basket. He actually finished this game 16 points, 8 of 11 shooting. Um, tied, no, yeah, yeah. He was the third highest scorer on the team. Uh, he was a plus 24 in the plus minus. Like, Hami has been doing really good like this preseason. You can tell mm-hmm. that he's he's really worked on his ball <clears throat> handling in the offseason. And being a Kentucky fan, I'm very excited to see that development. Yeah, I think I do <coughs> think he's he's improved a lot of things. I think he's also mainly kind of improved the things he's already good at. Like, I don't think anyone expected him to be a shooter in any mm-hmm. sense. Um, but he does, all the things he does near the rim are better than they were last year, in my opinion. There was a, I, you mentioned the time where the lob was off and he corrected it. And I think that happened at least a second time. So just his ability to like, you know, improvise when things don't go as planned around the rim and just be able to make the athletic play that's that's sort of what his role is on this team at this point. I think that's pretty clear what he's good at and what we would use him for. So the fact that those things are improving, I mean, that's that's all you can hope for at this point. You you don't expect, you know, it's wishful thinking to be like, oh, well, Diallo, we want him to be a 38% three-point shooter. I mean, that's just not going to happen. That's not his, his way of playing the game. So having an athletic dunker and a finisher is is especially on a fast break that's something i'm looking forward to seeing yep absolutely makes for a fun time for sure oh yeah um so at the end of the third the thunder led 90 to 57 um at that point they took shea out he played three quarters he finishes the time um basically sat for much of the fourth quarter they put him in towards the end um and i'm just gonna be honest with you man Full transparency, dozed off a little bit in the fourth quarter. There, it so was I'm pretty boring. A lot of what happened? <laughs> it was pretty boring at the end, it was, especially whenever you have a thirty-plus point lead. Not much really happens. Yeah, I, I I will tell you what was noteworthy though. Early on in the fourth quarter, um, the activity of Lugwitz Dort was very impressive. Mm. Um, he was just, uh, you know, he was he got a steal. Uh, he had a couple offensive rebounds, keeping the plays alive. He had a couple nice assists. Uh, he had a nice drive to the basket. He made a three. Like I was very impressed with Ligwin Stewart for at least a stretch in the fourth quarter. Um, I was finally able to see what a lot of people saw in him, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he could develop into a really nice piece for us. Yeah, I think I mentioned this a little bit in the off season too, just like from his college uh, or his pre NBA film, I, I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, so yeah, it was good to see that. And I mean, there was a ton of people who got minutes just cause we were so, you know, the game was pretty much over. Devin Hall got some minutes. I mean, he, he didn't do much, but he at least got to uh, get a few minutes on the court. And then also, lest we forget Justin Patton, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. uh, got himself a dunk in the second half. So he got some minutes and some points. So the ball was going to everybody. Anyone with an OKC jersey was making a basket 
one way or another. It was great to see. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> Fun times out there. Um, yeah, uh, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people got some time there at the end. And a lot of that has to do with the guys <clears throat> that did not play tonight. Uh, Nervous Noel was a DMP CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallinari was a DMP rest. And Andre Robertson was listed as a DMP CD. Did not play a coach this decision. And I know a certain Prime Nerlens is starting to feel a little worried about. Yes, I was going to bring. Dre. I was going to bring this up. I am. I've officially moved my ticker from uh, con- uh, confused why Andre Robertson is not playing. I am now moving that ticker over to worried. I am now <clears throat> very worried that he is not healthy, and that not necessarily that there was a setback. I think his press conference where we all got a little excited was just Andre really wanting to come back, but not ready to come back. So at this point, we kind of have to make the discussion of, you know, is he ever going to be back to where he wants to be? Like, I mean, is this injury so severe that the best we'll ever get is like a 60 or 70 percent Robertson? where we were expecting like 80 or 90 once he's fully back on the court. Because to me, this is this game was the perfect opportunity for him to come back. It's, it's a New Zealand team who doesn't have the same level of talent as an NBA team. It's preseason. There's no expectations at all. We clear, I mean, we won by 30-plus points. There was no competition at all. So the fact that he wasn't even considered in the lineup before the game even started. I mean, as a Thunder fan, I don't know you can take that with anything other than, like, you know, what the heck is going on. This guy's clearly not where we thought he was. Otherwise, he would at least be on the bench. So, I don't know. I'm just worried. I, I Maybe that's the, the pessimistic side of me, but I think something's up. <clears throat> and I think we're going to eventually find out, but I'm, I'm not... I'm not too hopeful about what the actual news will be. Well, considering I once won a Twitter poll for being the most optimistic Thunder fan, I've got to look at the bright side here. Um, <laughs> you know, this is the second preseason, second game of the preseason. Um, they have confirmed not just the coaches who, you know, coaches can lie. They can bend the truth for, you know, a strategical purpose, but media members alike have seen Dre participating in practice, not only just doing drills, but participating in live five on five contact, you know, contact drills. And so, you know, I'm really, you know, I watch football like other people, but I'm really into fancy football. So I paid attention to all of these, uh, you know, all these people sitting out the preseason, Aaron Rodgers, for instance, sat out the entire preseason and, you know, People were worried about him. They're just like, is he okay? Is he going to be able to play? And he's played every regular season game. And, you know, I, I kind of think the Thunder are just taking a cautious approach to it because, again, back to football, you think of Darius Geis who tore his ACL last preseason and he did something else and hurt himself really bad in this preseason. And you just don't want to, you know, you don't want – a guy that is so important to your team, what you want to do for your team, 
you don't want to rush him back, especially something as meaningless. And let's call it what it is, something as meaningless as a preseason game. And, you know, that end up, you know, giving him another setback. So I'm still cautiously optimistic. You know, if we get into the regular season, he starts to miss games, then my worry meter will start to grow as well. But at this point, I I still kind of think it's much ado about nothing. Well, so here's my thought. Would you rather, I mean, as a coach, would you rather bring a guy back who hasn't played for a year plus? Would you rather bring him back in a preseason game that's meaningless? Or would you rather bring him back in a regular season game that actually has some implications for, you know, everything, for playoff contention or for the lottery ticket? I mean, for for anything. And at that point, there's actual serious consequences to the results and therefore the players are going to be actually like trying as hard as they can which could in theory create more of a risk for injury just because they're attempting to to be more physical to me that's that's the thought process i have is like if there's a any time to bring him back if he's actually healthy it would be now just because it doesn't mean anything yeah i mean that's your point and you know there's also two preseason games left um, there yeah. is, I believe, let's see your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Think- Sunday. There's four days rest. No, sorry. Three days rest until the next preseason game against Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who's to say we don't see Dre out there? Um, even if he doesn't, you know, not play until the regular season, even if he comes back beforehand, um, my point stands is just, you know, it's still early to tell. Yeah. Because, you know, just because he didn't play today – He's still practicing, like I said, and, you know, who's to say he doesn't play on Monday? Who's to say he doesn't play Wednesday in the preseason finale? Like, hey, go get the rest off before we start the regular season. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of things that could happen. So, yeah, I'm choosing to remain optimistic because it's the only thing I know how to do. Yeah, fair is fair. I'm Michael the host of the semi-monthly podcast in a city like yours. Join me as I chat with interesting people with interesting life stories. You can listen to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can follow us on Twitter at IACLYS Podcast, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at In a City Like Yours Podcast. Please feel free to let me know what you think. And keep coming back for the many interesting stories in a city like yours. Also, speaking of, <clears throat> you just mentioned it. Why do we play Dallas twice in the preseason? I don't know, man. That was, I guess. That's so dumb. Like, let us play a multiple teams so we can have a variety of, like, lineups to play. It could actually possibly play into our favor because, you know, we played Dallas's B team on Tuesday. So we could get Kristaps. Maybe we get Luca and Kristaps yeah. on Monday, and you know we can really kind of see what this team's made of. Because I don't know about you, but I personally want to see Shea matched up with Luca. I think that'd be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Who do you think would match up with Kristaps? Because I don't think it'd be. I guess it'd be Gallinari. That'd be the best, right? Size wise. I, I don't know, man. What what's Gallo like? Six ten. But Kristaps isn't really a center, so he wouldn't be on Adams, and he wouldn't be on 
think he plays center though now. Like yeah, but but Steve can't yeah can't match with him, so that'll be interesting to see. We'll find Maybe out. Maybe your boy Nerlens gets some run. Yeah, he could do it. Stop the big old Kristaps. We'll Maybe see. Justin Patton, Mike Muscala, <laughs> start going real crazy with the starting lineup. Heck, maybe the Peak Freak. The Peak Freak. Up. What a name, dude. I'm so glad that did name you, exists. Did you come up no, with that? No, no, that was Steve. All credit to Steve on oh, that name. Oh, Steve, yeah. really? Wow. I saw that on the Twitter, and I was like, this is it. This is the name. He, this is it? That's the name. The Peak Freak. What a name. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thunder fans. It's no more. There's no more Shaft. There's no more Bays. There's no more any of that. It's the peak no freak. Self-proclaimed self prin- Fresh Prince of OKC. It is the peak freak. Well, the Fresh Prince Fresh Prince of OKC is SGA. Let's let's yeah. not not mix them all up here. No, no. I, I know that, and you okay. know that. Okay. But after Shay posted that, Darius posted one and said he was Fresh Prince of oh, OKC. Oh, so. I see, I see. Yeah, he's, he's not. Yeah. He's the peak freak. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It, it suits him better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, without further ado, let's get into the Academy Award for the Player of the Game goes to Steven Adams. Heck he yeah. Got, finished the game with 19, 10, one assist, one steal, one block, two turnovers. Um, he was a plus 19. He shot 9 of 12. Shot 1 of 4 from the 3 throw line. So the 6 of 9 might have been, or of the last game, might have been a little bit of fool's gold. But then again, he missed three free throws both times. So maybe that's his clip. Maybe if he shot seven more, he'd, all, he'd hit all seven because he already mm-hmm. missed three. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, it's, rock, it's rock solid logic, honestly. Of course, of course. I um, I also would like to make a, a uh I guess this is going to be a rule that I would like to petition for a future player of the games. If Steven Adams ever makes a three, regardless of his performance the rest of the game, you should <laughs> automatically give him a player of the game. Automatic. I know he didn't make one this game, but automatic the- player of the game if he makes one. <coughs> not only did he not make one, he did not take one. He didn't even try. Yeah, made me a little sad, but... yeah. I mean, he was really in control. Um, you know, he was, you know, just absolutely destroying the glass. Um, easy putbacks off the glass. He had one play where he took it coast to coast. He got the rebound, took it coast to coast, hit him with a little nice little Euro step in traffic to so get the smooth. M1. In my notes, I said uh, he got the M1, but he missed the free throw, so it's an and none. <laughs> I was... I was I was ready to to tweet out Stephen Adams for three again, thinking he'd make the free throw, and then he missed it. So that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, yep. It, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, I mean, other than that, you know, he finished first quarter ten and nine, and he finished the game nineteen and ten. So it was kind of strange how we only had one rebound the rest of the game. But Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't matter. We got the W considerably. He dominated in the paint. Uh, and, uh, you know, for that reason, congratulations, Steven Adams. You are the player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Did I win? 
I get a bonus. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Do we still have the old audio for this where Steven Adams does the... Yeah. Okay. That'll be perfect. <coughs> All right. And now we're going to get into a oldie but a goodie. We don't do this every podcast because sometimes it, it just doesn't call for it. But our most impressive unit. We're supposed to be a unit. How many people decided this one? <laughs> Uh, it's okay. Just what do you okay. what do you think is the most impressive unit? Oh no! I'll go first if you want me to. Uh, okay, you go first. All right, my most impressive unit was the unit of Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Darius Baisley, and Stephen Adams. Um, from what I understand in the time that uh, I was cleaning up projectile vomit for my son uh, this was the unit that really put um, OKC on top in the second quarter really pushed them on that run I got I kind of caught the tail end of it um, whenever you know like we talked about Shea finishing traffic Chris Paul got the steal kicked it to Baisley for the three um, I didn't get to see the damage that they did but consider considering we was only up like i don't know seven or nine when i left the room and we was up 31 when i returned gotta give the nod to this unit here yeah that that unit rolled i so my unit is is more or less just my favorite five players not so much the same five there on the court because dennis was on the court but I personally didn't think he played that well. Like I, I was, at least from the plays that I was seeing, he was there was some sloppy moves. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But my five players on the court at some point or another that I thought did the best were Chris Paul, SGA, Diallo, Baisley, and Adams. Um, just because Diallo had that nice run, I think, also in the second, where he was seemed like he was trying to go, shoot for a 40-point game, just the amount of shots he was taking, um, which also contributed to that lead a little bit. So um, pretty similar unit, but just a slight modification. Yep. Absolutely. So you guys are our most impressive unit. <laughs> um... Uh, actually talking about Schroeder there, um, you know, he did struggle shooting. Uh, he only had two points, but he was second on the team in rebounding, only behind Steven Adams with six, and he actually led Just the team in with for assists. Westbrook. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and he was a plus 20 in the box score plus minus. So even despite his uh, lack of scoring, he found other ways to affect the game. And true, I downright appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Tierney, this is a uh, new segment that we're kind of workshopping here. What stat made you say, whoa? Hang on, let me do that again. Let me do that again. I have an echo on my mic. What stat made you say, whoa? Whoa. Uh, I don't know. Do you have one? Yeah, I'll start. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <clears throat> man, I'm so sorry. 
I, I don't know if I sounded more like a pig or a horse right there. <laughs> a horse. <laughs> a horse. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So my big thing, my my stat that made me say whoa, was the three point shooting, because Ooh. in the Dallas game, uh, we were able. Oh, this is a this is a bad whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bad whoa. Yeah. Oh, not a good whoa. Yeah, okay. yeah. I should I should have clarified. Okay. But in the Dallas game, we shot a team, you know, for as a team, we shot 14-28, good for 50%. In today's game against the New Zealand Breakers, we shot 7 of 30 for 23.3%. Um, you know, Shea was 0 for 4, notably. Uh, Baisley was 2 of 6. Mm-hmm. Muscala was 2 of 5. Nader was 1 of 3. Patton, Schroeder, and Diallo were all 0 of 2. Burton was 0 of 1. And Dort hit 1 of 3. So, that was my stat that made me say whoa. Because for a hot second, I was like, hey, we might be a better three-point shooting team than last year. Nope. Probably not. But that's okay, because we're not contending for a title this year. Says so. you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but oh, I got something in my. Yes, Dad, it makes you so, say well. So my woe is a good woe. Ooh, my my woe is the defensive play of this team. So what I noticed throughout the game is that this team still has the same aggressiveness on defense. They just don't have quite the same. Uh, skill level, which was expected because Paul George left, Russell Westbrook left. Both of them have great defensive abilities, so you would have expected decline. But that that aggressiveness was still there, and I think it still was prevalent in the stat sheet because, uh, one, as you already mentioned, Lugens Dort, three steals in just his 12 minutes of play. Yeah. So very good defensive effort. Additionally, every single player on the starting lineup had at least one steal, and Ferguson had two. So, I mean, very consistently uh, good defensive play. They had 13 steals in total to uh, the Breakers' five, uh, and so they had a nice turnover to steal ratio, greater than one, uh, which is always something you want to see. So, for me, defense was the key because they didn't shoot the ball well, but they still won by 30, and a lot of that is thanks to the the effort on the other side of the court. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, we forced them into 19 turnovers and scored 18 points off that, so it's almost a point every turnover. So, uh, Heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, uh, <clears throat> not to get into our bold predictions for the season, but uh, one of my bold predictions was that this team is actually better defensively than we were last year. Ooh, that is a bold prediction. Yeah. I, I just think that our floor defensively is higher than it was last year. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting take you have there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, um, one last thing before we get off here. Um, this isn't really a segment. Um, just kind of gaze into the future. There was a prospect on New Zealand Breakers that people kind of had their eye on going into this game. 
Bings as the Thunder look to be in lottery consideration. Uh, certain RJ Hampton for the New Zealand Breakers played 30 minutes, um, was a minute shy of being game high for the Breakers. Shot two of 11, including 0 of one from deep, four of four from the free throw line. He had he finished the game with eight points, four rebounds, five assists to two turnovers and a steal. Um, and a team low, oh, sorry, he was one point shy of a team low, negative 25, and the box score plus minus. Uh, what did you think of RJ Hampton's uh, quote-unquote tryout for the Thunder? Uh, first of all, it was definitely a tryout because <laughs> they, be, they will be definitely uh, keeping their eye on him. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a huge fan of RJ Hampton. I've actually um, – a lot of the podcasts I listen to have interviewed him just for various reasons. So I knew about him coming into here and he's actually a really cool dude. Um, and he's also very good on the court. So honestly, he's one of my favorite guys going into this draft. I think he's, yeah, he should be in the next year's draft cause he's yeah. 18 right now. So yeah, next year, I mean, there's a little mellow as well, but I think this guy would also be a really interesting uh, draft pick if we can get him in the range that we're expecting um, I don't really it, it's too hard to say at this point just because I don't think the breakers have played a regular season game yet so we don't really know exactly how good he mm-hmm. is but I'm just as like a person I'm a huge <coughs> fan of his and I think he's got a lot of talent just based off what I've heard from you know scouts and people who know basketball more than I do yeah absolutely I mean He's fun to watch. I mean, even in struggling mm-hmm. in his shooting, I mean, he was guarded by Chris Paul. He was guarded by Shea Gildas Alexander. He was guarded by Terrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Like, he was guarded by really good defenders. Um, and so, you know, that contributed to his scoring was. But, I mean, even throughout the game, I mean, you could just see how confident and how smooth he was with the ball in his hands. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, that, that was fun to see. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Tierney, you got anything else to add before we sign off on here, man? Steven Adams better make a three next game. (laughs) Absolutely. That's all I got to say. Well, guys, I just want to thank you guys for listening to the Top of Thunder podcast. Uh, Go ahead and find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Subscribe if you are not. If you're not, what are you doing? Um, Leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. We really appreciate those. Um, I think I looked earlier. Let me double check. Yeah, we have 66 ratings right now. So we're 34 from 100. Uh, If we could get to 100 ratings, you know. We're also three away from 69. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. This is 69. (laughs) If we could get those, uh, if we get to 69 before the start of the season, that'd be great. Um, that would be sweet. But if we could get to 100 by the end of the calendar year, I don't know. Ooh. We might could do a giveaway or something. You know, we'll mm. we'll, we'll talk about speaking, it. Speaking of things we could give away, a little teaser here. We have a new shirt coming in the next few days, so check that out when we do it's a nice little sga shirt that the people need absolutely absolutely and if you follow our twitter at okc topic thunder 
um, you would see the many teases for the shirt. But yeah, Topic Thunder is in the merch game now. I mean, we we've got an awesome uh, Gatorade inspired shirt, reposition and replenish, going off of Sam Presti's I, mantra for this team. Um, as Tierney just mentioned, we have the SGA shirt. We got a lot of other ideas, and they're just things that you need to have on a piece of fabric on your body. So mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. stay tuned on that. Um, go ahead and follow me and Tierney at Thunder Chats and at Prime Nerlens. Um, we definitely appreciate that. And, yeah, the team plays again Monday against the Mavericks. I believe I am going to be the host on that podcast as well. Who's going to hop on? We'll see. Maybe no one. Maybe all of you. That'd be cool. But All of us. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, keep it here for all your Thunder content. The season's getting on. we got a fun team. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. So, on behalf of Hoodie Dylan and Hoodie Tyranny over here, y'all have a great night. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder Up! Thunder Up! Heads up! Heads up! Heads up! It's another one, and another one. Heck yeah. Nice time. A smooth 39 minutes. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.